All right. Well, it is Memorial Day, and it is good to celebrate Memorial Day. It is, we, we need to understand this morning that this is different than Veterans Day. Veterans Day recognizes those who have served in our military in general, Memorial Day, specifically those who have served and lost their lives. And so I think we, we need to, in the context we've been talking in the book of Acts last week, that there is a distinction between church and state, and we recognize that. And we recognize that our allegiances fall first and foremost to Christ. But as a Christian, we also are Americans. And, and I think it is good as salt and light as we, as we seek to honor those that have served it is good for us to recognize Memorial Day, even with the fact that America is not a perfect nation. And we have a lot of things in our history that are um, not by any means perfect. But what we recognize is that because of the freedom and liberty that we have as Americans, the church can worship freely and we can live our lives freely and we can make decisions about our own families freely. We can't say that about other countries. Uh, we live in a nation because of the Lord's providence that is the freest, most wealthy, most prosperous nation in the history of humankind. And in part because we were founded, our nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values and ethics. But Memorial Day recognizes this freedom. And it's good for us to honor those that have served in that way. And as John fifteen thirteen says, Jesus told us, Greater love has no one than this that one laid down his life for his friends. And certainly Jesus was talking about himself in that passage, but the principle is true as we look to others. There's a simple truth this morning that I'd like to point us to in the next 10 minutes. The truth is, as Sean alluded to, peace requires sacrifice. Peace requires sacrifice. In Memorial Day, we recognize that temporary earthly peace requires sacrifice of men and women. We recognize the military sacrifice that, that um, they have given. Isaiah 9, though, tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It is a title given to him. And so I'd like to explain how this principle of peace requiring sacrifice is true of the Prince of Peace in, in three ways. First of all, again, just very quickly, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because of His Spirit. John 14, 25-27 All this I say, spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is preparing them, the disciples, before his departure, he's going away. The rabbi, the, the one that's always been there with them physically, Jesus is preparing them. He's going away, but in his absence, he's going to send the Spirit. In John 15, we, we see, you know, obedience and love of Christ go hand in hand. They fit together. And if you love Christ, you are obedient to him. His response is to give the Spirit, and that Spirit brings peace. To be more precise, it brings shalom. That, uh, that phrase that was often used at the beginning and end of conversations in the Jewish world. But there's theological underpinnings here, shalom. 
the shalom, the peace that Christ brings through the power of the Spirit for the individual brings composure and security in the face of fear and trouble. It is the peace that surpasses all understanding. It calms the heart through the power of the Spirit. And, and by the way, not as the world brings peace. The world politicians, leaders in the world bring peace that's temporary and localized. And, and it may be through military efforts, but it, it will never be final or complete. Jesus' peace is final and complete and is universal. And it speaks to the heart rather than simply to the nation. And by the way, it's done in the power of the Spirit. That power we talked about last time that emboldens the believer it is the power over death. We find peace in the power of the Spirit um, that, that is the ultimate power. Next, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because He reconciles us into one body of believers. He reconciles us into one body of believers. Ephesians 2, 14-17 He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through Him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Let me ask you all this. You don't have to speak out loud. What is the cause of hostility between people? What is the cause of war? What is the cause of broken relationships between individuals, families, and even nations? The answer to that, in a word, is sin. Sin is the cause of hostility. It becomes the barrier between people. And from the Jewish perspective, Paul is saying Jews and Gentiles separate it. What Jesus does is bring us together into one family, one body, so that there is no longer any hostility between us. Check the math here. One way to be right with God, and that's the blood of Christ. One Father to whom we serve in the power of one Spirit. That doesn't mean different bodies of Christ. It means one body. We are brought together into one family, all one, in unison with one another. And I'm not minimizing the fact that we have different doctrinal distinctions or something like that, but, but it's not like there's the black church and the white church and the Jewish church and the Gentile church and the Southern Baptist church and the charismatic church. We recognize that there are differences, sure, culturally and even, and even doctrinally, but at the end of the day, what Jesus does in bringing peace is bringing us together into one family of God. It's exactly why a former VC, Viet, Vietnamese, Viet Cong, uh, enemy, can turn to Jesus just like someone who fought for the United States can turn to Jesus and they can embrace as brothers at the end of the day. It's exactly why a former racist who runs to Christ and a former black gang member can run to Christ and they can embrace as brothers at the end of the day. The peace of Christ reconciles us not only to God, but to one another. And this is a message that the world desperately needs to hear. This is a message that the world desperately needs to hear. Barriers can come in so many different ways that divide us. Barriers of hostility. Gender, nation, race, religion, denomination, schools, socioeconomic status, families, former lives, struggles we've had with different sins, parent-child relationships, friend groups or cliques. All of these things become barriers in our culture between different people. But at the end of the day, those who run to Christ find that we are reconciled one to another, so much so that when the world looks at us, I pray, especially in this church, that they, they see in this church, they see people 
who in Christ find their allegiance to Christ and that the sin is removed, therefore the barrier is removed, and therefore we come together in unison as, as a unified body and in love and obedience of Christ. That, that is a desperately needed message today. And then thirdly, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he makes a way to have peace with God, as Donnie talked about. He makes a way to have peace with God. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. How are we saved? Not by anything that we've done. There's nothing we could have done. Jesus did it all. Prior to being saved, we were children of wrath, destined to be condemned eternally. But when we come to Christ in and through him, through faith in him, we become children of God. So the peace comes in, the, in knowing the fact that we were destined for wrath and now we're destined for hope eternal. Peace of knowing that no matter what else happens, we're right with God, that, that no other opinion matters. Nothing else matters if in, if, in fact, we are right with God and can look forward to eternity with him. Now, let me, let me just follow Paul's argument here, y'all. We sung about this today. If we are in Christ, nothing can separate us from the love of God. The peace that we find in him and the power of his spirit that reconciles us to one another, nothing can separate us from that peace. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the peace that we find. It is a lasting, it is an eternal peace. It is a peace that we were children of wrath and now we're children of God. So Jesus is truly the Prince of Peace because of His Spirit, because he reconciles us into one body, and because he gives us a way to have peace with God. I, I pray that we are a nation that seeks to honor those, um, that, that pursues this freedom, and that we preserve righteousness in and through this freedom. Um, at the end of the day, peace requires sacrifice. Peace in this nation requires a sacrifice of military men and women. And praise God for them. But ultimate peace, final peace, requires the ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice. And we find that in Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for how you take care of us. We ask that um, we would be reminded of your gospel, even in holidays like this. Um, as we remember those that have served us, we would remember ultimately that those circumstances and people and situations, all of those things point to you. It points to you in the sense that in the sense that their sacrifice reminds us of your sacrifice, and it points to you in the sense that uh, we are reminded that there will never be complete and ultimate and final peace until you come again and make it so. Thank you for your kingdom and how it reigns over all things and how you uh, infiltrate the hearts of sinners to reconcile us to yourself and, and also to each other. 
We ask that um, we would live lives in accordance with that. In Jesus' name, amen.